Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about weight loss during the holidays. Can you do it? Um, you could, but I wouldn't suggest it. So I wanna give you an alternative way to approach it because um, holiday eating, vacation eating, when you're sick, eating, I think you gotta adjust, right? You gotta adjust based on the situation. That's my opinion, take it or leave it. Um, so what I like to recommend to my clients and what I personally follow is during holidays, during vacations, is I change up my expectations, you know, what I expect out of myself. And so I go into a mode that I call minimizing the damage, all right? So I'm gonna enjoy myself, I'm gonna eat what I wanna eat um, within reason, you know what I mean? Again, I don't, go, I don't go wild, so I am looking to kinda not eat way too much, but I'm absolutely not, <laughs> I wanna repeat this, I'm absolutely not trying to restrict my eating on holidays and, and vacations. Um, I wanna enjoy myself. And so there's a reason for that, you know, well, I guess there's two reasons. One is uh, you're probably not gonna anyways, okay? So, you know, it's like if you set yourself up to go into a holiday and say, oh, come and eat perfect, and then you don't, you know, you put that frame around it, then you can feel like a failure. Like, oh, I can't, I blew it, I blew it again. But I mean, boy, the pressure of eating, you know, really well on, you know, if you're into Easter and you get all this food around you and it's a family and it's a celebration, to, to expect you're not gonna eat, eat any of it is kind of crazy, you know? So I think that um, what we wanna do is we want to change the expectations and again that, that minimize the damage mode where we're not going to you know we're not going to go crazy but we are going to eat more than we typically do and so one of the biggest benefits of this is that it allows you to feel almost on plan right because you're changing the goalposts a little bit for this situation and so there's a benefit to that you know because it doesn't feel like you totally let yourself down it feels like okay i, I act exactly like i wanted to and um the other point of, of doing this though, and I think this is the big one, is that the reason we wanna master our weight is we wanna have the best quality of life, right? That, that's the big goal here. And the idea that your weight loss is going to be that you can never eat the food you like ever is, it just feels like shit, you know, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't feel good. And so there's not a lot of motivation there. And so when we start to um, kind of orient our weight loss success, our weight mastery around I'm gonna master my weight so that I can really truly enjoy when it's a holidays, when it's a vacation, and I can eat what I want. You know, again, we're not going wild with it. So, so we're, we are always kind of to some degree managing things, but we're certainly not trying to be perfect. And that feels a lot more sustainable. It feels more natural. And uh, I think that it really supports that foundational piece of the weight mastery that we talk about where you're doing this for life. You know, and again, it's really oriented around pleasure. You know, so this sends your subconscious mind a completely different signal. When you allow yourself to eat more of the foods on holidays and vacations, it sends a message that this is a long-term approach. Because I've been doing well with my weight, now I can eat that. And it's more than just the number on the scale. And so maybe, you know, next week, maybe I'll put a pound or two on, you know, from how I've been eating. And that's okay, all right? There's not a problem with that. And so um, when, we, when we think long-term, you know, putting a pound or two on is not a big deal because we go right back to how we were the following week and then we drop that weight. But we got to experience that enjoyment um, during that time. And it, it just reinforces the entire approach we're doing here, which is um, it's long-term, it's about weight mastery. And weight mastery requires that you have variations within what you're doing, right? You've got to get yourself out of that diet mindset, which is one one approach, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's one thing. And so, um, 
because because life's not one thing, right? You can't just stick to one eating plan forever. You need to have some variations in it because life has variations in it. And so you want to adjust for that. All right. So this week, this weekend, especially right as Easter coming up, um, if you have, you know, Easter type foods, you know, company, you're celebrating, um, hosting, you know, all this stuff here, enjoy yourself. Right. Again, use this as time to enjoy the food, enjoy what you're eating, minimize the damage. And then when Monday comes around, get right back on track, you know, and it's easier to get back on track on Monday when you feel like th there's a kind of give and take here. You see what I mean? Like, again, it's sending you a message that it's not deprivation forever. Right. That's the dieting mindset. That's the dieting belief we start to create. You start to train yourself. No, I eat well Monday through Friday so that I can enjoy the weekend. I eat well Monday through Friday, you know, consistently so that when a holiday or vacation comes, I can enjoy what I'm eating and I can enjoy it. This is the ultimate goal. I can enjoy it guilt free, you know, and that really helps because I don't get too much into this, but um, this works even better when you do this consistently. So when you have Monday through Friday clean, um, Saturday, Sunday are more pleasure based eating and then you get back on track clean again. And so you're always practicing getting back on track. So what you eat on Sunday is way less important than your ability to get back on track Monday and then eat relatively clean for the next week, okay? That's way more important than what you eat on Sunday. And so sometimes enjoying yourself on Sunday and Easter and, and eating the food you wanna eat, it kind of relieves that pressure and they say, okay, now I'm getting ready to get back on track. Now, again, there's also the potential for extra cravings, right? When you eat you know, more of the sugar and the candy and all the rest of it, Monday, you're probably gonna have more cravings for unhealthy foods. So I can anticipate Monday, my eating may not be as clean as it typically is on Mondays, all right? Um, so I, I'm, I'm prepared for that, I'm okay with that, but it's worth it and I am willing to deal with that uh, because again, in the big picture, I wanna have the ability to enjoy myself on vacations and holidays. That's the reason that I master my weight, to increase my quality of life. And my quality of life would go down if I could never enjoy a holiday or vacation eating, okay? My quality of life goes up when I can enjoy holiday and vacation eating at my goal weight, being as healthy as I wanna be. So I want you to start thinking that way. Um, but enjoy yourself and minimize the damage, all right? Um, and have a great Easter if, if you celebrate it. All right, so yeah, if you have any questions, Jill, I see you there. Hello, how you doing? Um, yep, happy Good Friday. If you celebrate Good Friday, you know, I hope you're having a nice weekend preparing uh, to have a nice Easter, you know? Um, yeah, if you all, you all have any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, here, just doing a, a quick live. Before I gotta go do some things. But I always like to check in with you all. How's it going, Jill? How's it going out there in uh, London town? <laughs> Are you in London? I know you're in England, but I, I never know if you're in London. I always forget that. Um, but yeah, how is everyone doing? I mean, everyone traveling? I, I, what I hear today, 27 million Americans, at least anyways, travel during the Easter weekend. A lot of people, huh? I haven't flown in a while, so I don't know how the hell that goes. I always hear like there's all delays and things all the time now. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, yeah. And what do people eat for Easter? Easter's one of those ones, right? I guess Easter's a lot of candy, right? That's kind of the thing. We do brunch, brunch foods. Um, so it's like, it, it's funny, different holidays, I guess have different eating connotations to them, right? I mean, obviously Thanksgiving's the, the eating holiday of the, of the year, probably followed by Christmas, right? And then Easter, how does that factor in? It's probably more candy based. That's kind of what we do. Um, and Jill says, if we are stronger enough to stick to clean eating more than five days a week, I guess that's okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, that too. Yeah, I didn't even mention that, right? So yeah, if you are, 
someone who's just in the flow, right? I mean, just in the zone, just killing it. Yeah, then you eat great, great at, eat great at Easter, you know? Um, it's always balancing that, that whole thing out, you know? Because what can actually be oddly detrimental is when we start on a diet and we stick to it so intensely. Like, I've seen people do this, like they'll go on vacation and they're gonna stick to a diet. And I find that to be ultimately a bad decision because they'll they'll knuckle and they'll grin you know white knuckle at the whole vacation and eat well and then they get done with the vacation and then they're pissed off that they didn't enjoy themselves on the vacation and then they tend to overeat for months i've seen that a lot and so again when we talk about weight mastery um it's that long-term approach and so you want to get good at being able to kind of loosen the reins a little bit eat a little more for fun and then pull them back in you know, but yeah, obviously, you know, sometimes you're just in the zone, you know, and you just really want to eat well, even Easter holidays, whatever. I've done that a couple of times, you know, for sure. Um, but, you know, once you kind of, well, you've been doing this for a while, you know, again, like I'll, I'll look forward to eating all these sorts of stuff on Sunday. Now, again, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it changes over the years, you know, like, like the longer I eat clean, I find holidays to be very interesting and, and vacations. Um, where when I was first starting, when I go on vacation or holiday mode, I would definitely eat a lot more. Like there was a kind of like a, I don't wanna say I was binging, it, but it was in that direction. And um, as time goes on, now again, there's something that happens when you take, you know, when I say like minimize the damage, one of the other benefits that's going on there is you're changing the frame around your reading, okay? So Easter will come for me on Sunday and I already know that eat whatever I want. Now, I've done this long enough to know that like what I wanna eat I don't just go wild because I've done that in the past. What they say, good judgment's the result of bad judgment. And so in the past, I have said, oh, it's a holiday, it's vacation, eat what you want. And I've done that, and then I've eaten so much, I feel like shit, you know? And so I connect to that feeling, and, and I'm well aware of that. So when Sunday comes up this year, this is after many, many, many years of, of in doing this, trial and error and recognizing bad choices and want to make better choices. So when Sunday comes up, I will minimize the damage. I'll eat what I want, but what I want to eat now very congruently and genuinely is I want to enjoy myself, but I don't want to overeat because I hate feeling, I think of like, like, like I, I don't like to drink like I used to because I've really connected to the hangover part of it. And I hate feeling that way. And I've done a lot of work to just really tap into the pain of drinking. And so that's how I think of it. And I've done the exact same thing with food. There are food hangovers. I think we all know this, although you may not because it's really a, a skill you need to develop. You know, your awareness you take for granted. You think you're just aware of everything and you're not. And so as you develop your awareness of how you feel after you eat, you know, overeat or eat the wrong food, as you develop that, it'll, it really does help you eat better in a very natural way. Because I always tell myself I can eat whatever I want, but what I want to eat is not just what tastes good. I'm also taking into account how I feel 10 minutes afterwards. And so Monday, Sunday I'll come and I have enough experience now um, where I've taken the frame off, like I have to eat well, I can eat whatever I want, I'm going to overeat everything. Um, but now all of a sudden, you know, when I think about it, I'm thinking in a much more, I, I think, a accurate way. I want to enjoy the flavors and the taste of the food, but I also don't want to feel like shit for three hours after after finishing eating, you know, or drinking too much. You know what I mean? I, I don't like that feeling. I, I, I feel like it zaps my life out of me. I, I don't want to lose three hours of my life because I ate, you know, four helpings of food. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that anymore. And so... Um, Sometimes minimizing the damage and taking that, forcing yourself to eat well, it frees up energy to be aware of what you're doing, you know? Um, yeah, you're mindful eating. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But mindful eating is something you have to develop, you know what I mean? Like, I think we all know this, but 
you know, and even I always say this, you're never going to be a truly mindful eater. Um, you can't be, you know, you can structure your reading. You know what I mean? Like um, I structure my eating. I'm reading this book. I can tell you it's so good. It's called The Willpower Instinct. I'll do a bunch of lessons on it over the next couple of weeks. But um, it's, you know, I, with dieters, dieters w rely way too much on willpower. Like, like they're just going to be able to stop themselves from eating. Um, but mindful, that, that idea of mindful eating as well is another one where I think people think they'd be really mindful all the time, and you're not. Your, your brain's not built for that. Um, I'm mindful eating, but I'm, I'm not really a mindful eater. What I am is I'm very structured. So when I go into like holiday eating mode, I have a frame that I kind of step into. I say, okay, this is holiday eating mode. It's unusual. Like what I'll eat Sunday is different than what I typically eat on Sundays. And so I go into that mode and it, it is mindfulness, but it's mindfulness from the past that's now I've used to program myself as I go into Sunday. So I won't really even be that mindful Sunday as much as I've kind of trained myself how to eat on Sunday. I hope that makes sense. I, it's a slightly different thing, but anyways. Um, yeah, Jill says, the food, the food come and the numbness, right? Um, easy not to drink, but food still always went, went over me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you know, here's the thing, you know, that's what I, and I, in my program a lot, what, one thing we talk about a lot is utilization. And the idea that you're either winning or you're learning. Um, oh, what's up, Tracy? Um, you're winning or you're learning, and so, it's very interesting, especially for a dieter, right? Because when you go on a diet, you're really trying to force yourself not to overeat or not to do the wrong thing. And I find it a lot is a lot more effective when you kind of ease off of the forcing yourself and you just start saying, I'm going to eat what I want. Because at first you say, oh, if I eat what I want, I'm going to eat everything. And you could say that. But, but after you've done that and you feel like shit after eating everything you want, you've got to readjust what you want to eat, right? You know what I mean? you got to take into account. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really, I can't even associate this anymore, but I used to love drinking, you know, but after a while I started really focusing on the after effect, the, the hangover. And, and I started to redefine, I don't love drinking because you have to look at the full picture, the effects that follow it afterwards, you know? And um, so, so if you do overeat on Sunday, don't beat yourself up about it. Don't feel bad about it. Connect to that feeling because that's what changes the subconscious association you have to eating, again, overeating or eating the wrong foods. Instead of just saying, oh, God, what did I do that? I'm such a jerk. I'm a bad person. We want to connect to the feeling. No, I don't love these foods. I feel like shit right now. Do you see what I'm saying? So again, it comes down to consumption versus consequence. And most people are just so fixated food-wise on the consumption of it that that's all they focus on is the eating of the food, just the eating when it's on their tongue and they're swallowing it, and that's it. But there's a consequence that always follows what you eat. And if you start paying attention to that consequence, and focusing on that, because it's, it's a truth, it's always there, you just don't pay attention to it. And if you start paying attention at five, 10 minutes, how you feel mentally, emotionally, physically, after the eating like that, it feels like shit. And eventually, you know, if you keep focusing on that, your brain says, I don't want that, you know? And um, so, so you can utilize the overeating without just trying to stop yourself. If you do overeat, you wanna utilize that. Don't beat yourself up about it, utilize it by connecting to that feeling so that you can start to remember eventually you know as you move into the future when you get to that moment it's like do i want to eat that well you think about the pain of it from the last night you know what i don't i, I just want to have a bit of it and, and that's where i'm at it's much more congruent so i can say i eat what i want you know and most people say oh you what i want i'll eat everything well you don't want to eat that way a it feels like shit after you're done and b it, it gives you a body that you're not happy with you know what i mean so you got to look at the the big picture you got to zoom out don't just focus on the eating part of it you know what i mean look at the big picture um, it's a fact that when you push yourself to eat more veggies and fruit, you don't even want the unhealthy. 
Yeah, that that's definitely true. Um, I always say that to people. Like you gotta, most people kind of combine their reading in terms of like, like the diet mentality is all or nothing, right? So it's like I'm gonna stop eating the bad stuff, and then I'll start eating the good stuff, and then as soon as they eat something bad, they stop eating the good stuff. So I would say you want to silo that. Um, and the main thing is to nourish yourself, no matter what. Eat the shitty food, but still put that good stuff in your body, even if you eat like shit, because it's gonna, just like this person says, it, it's gonna change you. You know what I mean? Like it, it fills you up. It makes you a different version of yourself when you're nourishing your body. And so even if you eat shitty food, still eat the good stuff. I had a whole program called Addictive Health, and it was based on that exact thing. Smoke your cigarettes, eat your shitty food, drink your alcohol, do all that stuff. Don't even change it. Let's just do the healthy stuff, though. You know what I mean? Like people are just so, it's like, it's like all or nothing. And if you can break that, it's one of the most powerful mental shifts you can make. Do your shitty stuff, but still do the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like in the in the moment, because it, it it gives you more energy, it gives you more power, it gives you more focus, more clarity, more willpower, everything. You know. So even if you're doing kind of the wrong stuff, you know, still still encourage yourself to do the right stuff. Um. Oh my goodness, I don't know what you're saying. I'm going to this too, Linda. Um, I eat and I feel full and warm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you may, you know what I mean. But I would say. I, yeah, I'll tell you, there's my story, right? I always tell this one that I remember I started doing yoga at night. This is when I was like 19. Um, I started doing yoga at night for an hour. That, that was a new habit I had. I remember one night I'd eaten a meatball grinder um, for dinner. And about two hours later when I go, go to do yoga and I remember sitting down to do yoga and I was like, oh, holy shit. I feel, I feel horrible. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, oh, I, I, I couldn't even move. I just felt, I felt horrible. And I remember thinking at that time, I was like, what, what the hell is going on, you know? And I was like, oh, it's because of what I ate. And then I thought, oh my God, I, I, be, I, eat meatball, I, I eat like that every single night. I'm like, how come I've never felt that? And I realized that I never sat quietly with my body after I ate like that. I always would eat like that and then go watch TV, you know? I would disassociate from my body. So I'm guaranteeing you that when people say, oh, I love eating, I love eating. If you go and eat your normal thing and then take three minutes and go sit somewhere quietly with your body by yourself and connect to your body and experience the effects of those foods on you. Cause you don't, you don't, you're not aware of them. You're not aware of them. And so, yeah, when we say, I feel full and warm and whatever. Yeah. Cause you're probably doing, you're probably on your phone. You're probably on the computer. You're watching TV. You're disassociated from your body. Almost guarantee it, you know? And so even Sunday overeat again, Overeating is not the problem. The problem is we overeat and then we disassociate and so we never change anything. Overeating is great if you go connect to your body and you say, oh my God, I feel like fucking, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. And you do. <laughs> you just don't realize it. And I'll give you a, 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 an idea of this is I just made a video on this because I had this thought yesterday. I'm like, you know, if I went, if I was in a time machine, I went back a hundred years, right? And I saw someone smoke and I said, oh my God, you know, hey, don't smoke. Cigarettes are bad for you. They would look at me like I was insane. Right? They'd be like, what are you talking about, right? And so think about a hundred years ago, people were smoking cigarettes, combustible smoke into their lungs all day long, and they didn't think it was unhealthy. So, you know, this idea that we, we realize what's bad for us or we realize what's healthy is bullshit. <laughs> you realize what's unhealthy most of the time based on your conditioning. And so people were conditioned a hundred years ago to think of cigarettes as this benign thing. And now we think of them completely different, right? But the same thing's happening with the food. You know, think about if I dropped you off in the woods, you would, you literally wouldn't be able to spike your glucose levels. You literally wouldn't be able to spike your blood sugar. You couldn't do it. How would you do it? You know what I mean? Short of finding a beehive. That's literally the only way you could have done it. 
you know? And now you're spiking your blood sugar four, five, six, seven times a day, potentially. You know what I mean? So we, we are living in a trance where we're, we're thinking about these foods and we're minimizing the damage the exact same way that people are minimizing the damage of cigarettes, you know? So, so anyways, um, that was my spiel. Um, exactly. No longer tolerate certain foods. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the future of diet culture? Um, well, you know, I talk about this all the time. Diet culture is the biggest trap. Um, um, oh, it could be me, but you're cutting out. I'm so sorry. I need to talk with you. Uh, <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Linda? Um, am I cutting out for other people? I don't know. Yeah, that, that happens sometimes. Diet culture. Don't get me started, right? Anyone that watches me knows that. that's my that's my main thing I talk about because, uh, you know, diet culture, I always put it this way, right? That, that if you're struggling with your weight, the number one reason, I mean, the number one reason you're struggling with your weight is a mindset, right? Your mindset's more impacting your weight more than your genetics, um, your hormones, your metab metabolic disorders, your menopause, any of it, you know? Um, please friend me. Um, you friend me, send me a thing and I'll, when I get off of here, I'll do it. Oh, okay. Um, Christy. I always try and figure out the, the names of people. So if I ever mess up your names, I apologize for that. Um, yeah, shoot me a message if, if you ever wanna talk to me. I got my email and my link and um, you can just message me and whatever. Uh, but, oh yeah, diet culture. All right, so let me get started with that. Um, with diet culture, yeah, I would say that the number one trap you're in is a diet mindset. And so, um, you know, the diets, let me just start off here, diet culture. So the future of diet culture, what I would like to think is that it'll be gone, but I, I don't know because the diets really are the food companies, right? So Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The com company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzel, and Cinnabon. Um, Slim Fast is owned by the same company that owned Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. So, so these companies don't want you to lose weight, right? What the diets are is it's usually like the one tactic, right? And they'll give you one tactic to follow. Just, just stop eating carbs. Stop eating for 14 hours a day. Um, you know, whatever it may be. It's one tactic and they tell you what to do and then you're left to try and figure it out yourself. Um, so that's a big problem. But the biggest problem with diet, the diet mindset is that it's a temporary mindset, right? You're going to diet until you lose the weight. And that causes all kinds of problems. It, it keeps you, it's a literal mental prison is that temporary mindset that you have around weight loss. And so, you know, I always ask, like, like if I asked you, how long would you like to lose the weight for, right? You're going to say forever. I always want to lose the weight, but you're completely not thinking that way, you know, um, you're just obsessed. With, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. And so the truth is you don't want to lose the weight. What you really want is you want to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. And that's a much different goal subconsciously because your subconscious mind is extremely literal. And so when you keep talking about losing weight, what ends up happening, I mean, even if you're able to lose the weight, because this is what I deal with. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And so what ends up happening is that people end up, the, the ones that are able to stick with it, they lose the weight and then they don't know what to do. And I know that sounds silly because I always ask, how, you know, when they're losing weight, I say, what are you gonna do when you get your goal weight? What are you gonna do then? I don't know, I'll figure it out then. No, you won't. You won't figure it out then because you're gonna get there and you're gonna freak out. I literally had some of my program, eight weeks, right? And, and th th this was a lot of weight they lost. They lost 28 pounds, um, which, which is definitely on the high end, you know, for my program, I would say, because um, it's really not about fast weight loss, okay? But anyways, that they, they told me they got, they got half a pound under their lowest weight they've been in 30 years. And she goes, I freaked out. Okay, so that's even doing my program where we're talking about the stuff and we're working on it. 
But what I'm trying to tell you is that you may not like the weight that you're at. You may not like being overweight and dealing with it, but you are familiar with it. And your brain is a prediction machine. And in order to predict things effectively, it loves the status quo, okay? It loves what it knows. And so you don't like the extra weight, but you are very familiar with being that person who's always struggling with food, who's always talking about how you wanna lose weight, who's always starting to diet, is always thinking about this stuff. And so to all of a sudden become a person who's in control of your weight, who's in control of your eating, who's eating right, who's living right, at the weight you wanna be at, that's a different version of you. And you need to prepare and practice being that version of you because your relationships change because of it, your lifestyle changes, you change when you become a, a long-term thin person. You're not just gonna be the same person who magically looks totally different. Do you know what I mean? Like again, the diet mindset, it really minimizes what's going on here. It says, oh, you just be the same person, but you just cut out carbs. No, for you to, for you to cut out carbs, <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? You got to transform. My, I always say my program is like an inside out approach to change because I don't know how you would ever, again, anyone can lose weight for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, like you've done that, you know, but to transform yourself, I always say you got to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. This is a process of you becoming the person you want to be. It's not just you saying the same, just changing up some of your reading. You know, you need to change how you think, how, how you habitually think, feel, and behave in order to become that person you want to be. And you have no real strategies to do that. The diets like woefully underprepare you. They're woefully inadequate. You know, you're bringing a stick to a bazooka fight with a diet, you know, and this is why it never works. And I say this, because you, if you're watching this, you've probably been dieting, trying diets for 20, 30, 40 years. And you know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. You know, you have no idea how to motivate yourself. You have no idea how to shift your mindset. You have no idea how to add and deal with habits in your life, you know? No idea to how to deal with the emotions, how to feel the emotions you want and deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel, you know? No idea how to think like a thin person. No idea how to maintain your new behaviors. Do you know what I mean? Like, and again, I don't say this to make you feel bad, just to point out, because the big mistake people make is they say, oh, there's something wrong with me. I don't know the willpower. Oh, why, why can't I do this? That's what you're obsessed with. I know, I know your mind better than you. I've never met you, and I know what you're thinking more than you know, because I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. You start to notice patterns, because everyone's hypnotized by the diets. So it's all the same mindset that you all have, you know? And it's like you're in your head, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick with a plan? I want to lose weight so bad. Why can't I do this? How can I start? I can't stick with it. What's wrong with me? You know, it's all some version of that. And that is the hypnosis, right? Because we're all our own best or worst hypnotists because we're all up in our head talking to ourselves all day long, you know? And you're hypnotizing yourself. You're literally programming yourself to be overweight because you think like a dieter. And a dieter is an overweight person, you know? And it's a sneaky way, but but it's a, it's a way nonetheless. And so... Anyways, you got to change your mindset. You got to change your subconscious programming in order to get the weight loss results you want. Otherwise, it's it's deprivation, it's struggle, it's frustration. Then you lose the weight, and then it's fucking panic and fear because <laughs> you're like, how long am I able to keep this off? I hope I don't want to put the weight back on. Oh shit! Oh shit! I put a weight pound on. Oh god! I don't know how long I'm able to do this, and then you put the weight back on. Is that not what you've experienced? <laughs> you know, that's the typical one. You know, um, Linda says, "Let's see. What does it say?" Oh, Lena says, is cheese okay to eat if you are trying to lose weight? LOL, <laughs> it's how I get protein. Yeah, okay, so I'm glad you asked that because, you know, I made a video the other day, um, five snacks I eat that keep me thin. And, um, you know, one of the snacks is apples with peanut butter and another one's bananas with peanut butter. And someone's like, hey, sorry to tell you, peanut butter is one of the most calorie intense things there is. Yeah, well, so what? It's very satisfying to me. 
And so I eat it and I'm at the exact weight I want to be at. And I'm very comfortable. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not dealing with cravings. I'm not hungry. And so um, I think that don't just base what you're eating just on calories. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes, you have to lower calories to, to lower your weight. Okay. But you want to be strategic. You know, talk about something that doesn't exist within weight loss for people because every diet is a tactic. Think about it. Every diet, Weight Watchers, you're going to count your points. Um, keto, you're going to get rid of carbs. Um, intermittent fasting, you're stop eating for a period of time. Um, low fat diet, obviously, you're just going to cut down. You're just going to eat low fat, cut the fat out of your foods. Um, it's always a one tactic thing. And your weight loss is a holistic thing. You know, I always say that the people approach the weight loss. You think of it like it's like a bank account with credits and debits, but your weight is really like the stock market. There's a lot of factors there. And I know this can sound overwhelming. Oh my God, oh more. But you know, when you start to appreciate the holistic approach to it. So what I mean is, okay, well cheese, yeah, has more calories than other foods. But if cheese satisfies you for, cause I'll eat, yeah, I'll eat toast with peanut butter than an apple with peanut butter for breakfast. But then I am 100% completely satisfied until noon or one o'clock in the afternoon. No, I don't want a snack. I don't need a snack. So you know what I mean? Like, like the calories I'm eating there, if I don't eat anything else and it keeps me satisfied, you know what I mean? That's strategic thinking though. Something no one does when it comes to weight loss. You know, that's why my program, you create your own custom weight mastery blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. They're based around you because if you like cheese and cheese is satisfying to you, then maybe you should eat it. And if it gives you protein and that's what you do, again, there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. Okay. And so, um, yeah. So, so yeah, is cheese, is it okay to eat if you're trying to lose weight? If it makes you feel satisfied and allows you to reduce your calories, then yeah. Because someone said, oh, you can't eat peanut butter. There's too many calories in it. That's that stupid fucking mindset. It may make me nuts. That's that low-fat mindset. You can't eat any fat. You can't eat any calories. Now, again, I know you said, oh, yeah, we've got to lose weight. we got to cut calories. Yeah, but you got to be strategic about it. You know, because here's what most people do when they want to lose weight. They cut the calories way down, and now they're starving. And now they can do it for a couple days. Okay? So I cut the calories down to a point, and now I'm really comfortable. So I don't know. You know what I mean? So, so it's I don't like to eat cheese. No, I don't like to eat dairy. You know what I mean? But that's me. So again, who gives a shit what I like to eat? You know, Lena, you're you. So if you like eating cheese and that's like one of your favorite things, I would build my weight loss around that. I like peanut butter a lot. And so I don't want to give up peanut butter. If I try and give up peanut butter, all of a sudden I stoke my cravings, my deprivation feelings, and now it's a hard white knuckle shitty affair. And so I'll eat my peanut butter because I like it and it satisfies me and it makes it easy for me not to eat other stuff. Again, strategic thinking based around me. What a concept, huh? <laughs> uh. Okay, I've been to numerous people about my head lately, and the thing that they say is eat leafy. Yeah, eat leafy, sure. I think every leafy greens, I, I got to feel what you're saying. But yeah, I mean, I think that uh, everyone should be plant-based. Everyone should follow a plant-based diet. Now, if you want to eat meat, that's fine too. But I think the core of your eating should be plant-based. You're a human being, and that's what you've evolved over millions of years to eat is plant-based foods. That's primarily what you ate. Okay. And we live in the goddamn Garden of Eden right now. I mean, you can get any fruit, vegetable, greens, beans you want. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And so, yeah, you want to eat more of that because that's natural food. That's real food. The shit coming in boxes and bags is not real food, you know? And so it, it's, it's messing up your metabolism. It's messing up your hunger, your hormones, all, all of it, you know? So, yeah, leafy greens. Now, it doesn't have to be just leafy greens. That's the problem with the diet. That's another part of the diet culture that's so fucked up. It's like this idea that I, this makes me nuts. 
because people are going to do it Monday. Monday's going to be a big one because that's like, okay, I'm going to wait till after Easter and then I'm going to start my plan. And so it's going to eat like shit all weekend. And then Monday's going to come and they think they're going to cut 50, 60% of their calories out, right? And it's like, no, you're not. Not for long. You know, it's like that's that diet idea that you're going to start day one being perfect. You know, it's so stupid. There's nothing else in your life. You're just going to start one day. When you're learning something, you're just going to sit down and expect yourself to be perfect. But but dieting, yeah, right? And so, yeah, eat more leafy greens, but you don't just all of a sudden tomorrow your leafy greens, that's all you eat, you know? Just start adding it into your diet. But yeah, leafy greens, of course, that's great for you. All greens, beans, fruits, vegetables. You know what I mean? The more you can put that into your body, the better off you're going to be, you know? It's a real problem for me, nothing or everything, because after eating much less for weeks and lose weight, afterward you just eat much more and gain it all back. How do you get out of that cycle? Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you keep... It's just a natural response. I mean, I'm literally, I'm not making shit up when I say people cut 50, 60% of their calories out. The average American consumes 2,700 calories a day. That's, that's what people say, okay? And so the average diet's telling you to go down to 1,200, 1,400 calories a day. That is such an enormous drop. I mean... I always joke, like, it's like if you want, you never play the piano, you want to play the piano. That's like starting day one. Like, oh, I'm going to practice eight hours a day. Maybe for one day, maybe. And the next day, your fingers are all cramped up and you can't do anything, you know? So, literally, willpower is like a muscle. And so, those days when you're like, okay, I'm going to start my diet, and you get through five days of cutting your calories down by 50%. And it's like by the end of those five days, you're absolutely depleted. Your willpower is absolutely depleted. And then you just go back. You go into, back into your mode. Now, what's happening on a deeper level is you have a conscious and a subconscious mind. You're, all of your th habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are all subconscious programs that run automatically. And so your eating is an automatic behavior. You don't have to remind yourself to eat the ice cream at night on the sofa. You just automatically remember it, right? You're not thinking about it. You just do it. And so when I go on a diet, what basically what it is for you, the way you're approaching it, you have these subconscious programs of eating and thinking and feeling, but mostly the eating ones that you're focusing on. And then you use your willpower and try and fight against them. You try and repress them for a little while, right? Okay, five days in, okay. And then you're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. And then the programs just go right back to where they were, you know? And then there's, it's called the counter-regulatory effect or the what the hell effect. It's one and the same. And this is specific to dieters because they, they regulate their eating so much. Um, and what happens is you're not eating intuitively anymore. You lose control of your hunger signals because you're just eating you're just trying to stop yourself eating or eating mentally, consciously. And so you stop paying attention to your eating and your full signals, your hunger and your full signals. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're restricting your eating, restricting your eating, and then you let go of it, and then you away overeat. And then that's, again, that's called the what the hell effect. Look it up. I think you'll find it interesting. Um, but it's because of the dieting, though. It's a response to the dieting, you know. I'm so sorry I can't do this. Alcohol. All right, Linda. I'm so crazy. <laughs> Are you drinking alcohol right now? Uh. If I drink a milkshake with normal milk, move out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, you know? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, but the counter-regulatory, the what-the-hell effect, it, it's fascinating. You know, you should look it up, though, because at, at the very least, you'll stop thinking that it's a you problem, you know? Because I know that you think right now that, um, you know, it, it's your willpower, it's your weak willpower and your weak mind that you can't stick with a a diet, you know, and you do it, then you, you, you can't stick with it. But really what's happening. Oh, thanks, Don. Yeah. I did a webinar yesterday. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, but it, but it's not you, you know, the fact you haven't been able to lose weight with diets, you take that on as a personal shortcoming. And I'm just, I'm here to beg you. It's, it's not you. It's the, it's, it's the diet, the diet, diets don't work, right? The, the estimates are 39% of the people can't make it past a week on a diet. 75% uh, can't make it past a month. And 95% of people can't 
ultimately stick with a diet to keep the weight off. You know, when numbers are that shitty, it's not you. It's the it's the strategy. It's a horseshit strategy. It doesn't work for anyone. When you have a friend or anyone you know that's like, oh, I'm gonna go on this new diet and lose the weight. Do you ever for a second think it's gonna work for them? Like, honestly, do you ever believe in for a second that they're gonna lose the weight? You know, usually not. And so, you know, again, when you feel that way, that's just a, you know, that's a message that you should find a better way to do it. And um, the better way, I mean, obviously it's my program. <laughs> that's one way. Um, but, you know, it, it's taking it slow and steady. It's like anything else, you know? So again, this is another diet mindset is that you're approaching your weight loss is what you have to stop. It's always about what you have to stop doing. I guess stop overeating. I stop being overweight. I stop, I guess, all the things you got to stop doing. And you create a vacuum, you know? And, and it's like, well, what are you going to do? Who are you going to be? And you never think about that, you know? And when you do, weight loss actually becomes a lot easier. It becomes a much different process when you focus on what you're going to do because you're not losing weight. You're becoming a thin person. I hope that makes sense, you know, because you're not losing weight. The weight's just a reflection of the new behaviors you have, the new ways of eating. You, you know, I, I don't, I don't, don't want to get all the details of that, but that's what it is. At my first holiday get together, ate before I came, I've lost 25 pounds and staying strong here. Hey, great job, Kelly. That's awesome. See, that's, that, that's strategic. That's smarts. Right. A lot of dieters won't eat before they go to a thing because they just think they got to fight the hunger. You know what I mean? Like, like you just think you have to dieting again. I, 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 I can't and I'm going to do the whole diet video just to kind of put all this into one spot. But I mean, I could just deconstruct the diets for you because there, there's multiple very harmful subconscious messages from um, that, that, that diets give you, you know. And so uh, it's important that you stop dieting because it's a trap. It's a mental trap, you know, and, and it's very difficult to get out of it. Linda said, okay, sorry, I'm not smart. <laughs> Linda, I don't know what you're up to. <laughs> you're all over the place. But um, you're smart, Linda. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kelly, that's smart, right? So, so that, that's, a, that's a strategic solution. And, and again, dieters aren't taught to be strategic because you're, you're taught to you know, with a diet, you're really unawares. You know what I mean? Like you're not taught to be in tune with your body and to be strategic from those intuitions and awareness. You're taught to just use your your conscious willpower to just force yourself to eat and live a certain way. And you can only do that for a little while. And um, again, what, what makes a lot more sense, my, my program's all built around the idea that you're gonna use your conscious mind to program your subconscious mind to, to start thinking, acting, and eating differently, you know? Um, Don says, I think the acceptance that not dieting just takes a little longer to reach the goal. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. Because um, that's another part of the dieting mindset is you're so impatient. You know, you've been conditioned to be so impatient with your weight loss. I always use this as an example. It's like, um, I'm confused about what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, the if you, if you were like going to be a bodybuilder, right? Let's give you an alternate point of view. If you decided tomorrow you wanted to be a bodybuilder, right? Like you wouldn't expect to see, you can start going to the gym and doing all this stuff, but you wouldn't expect to see the results in a month or two months, right? I mean, there's a long-term commitment. You're going to be a bodybuilder, right? But when it comes to your weight loss, you're always thinking about, um, you're always thinking about days, weeks, and months. You know what I mean? Like most dieters are thinking in, in timeframes of days, weeks, and months, you know, how, how quick am I going to lose the weight? And you're so conditional. You know, this is why, this is one of the main motivational reasons why you can't stick with it because you're, you're very conditional. You're like, you know what they say in sports, like you're a fair weather fan. You know what I mean? You're a fair weather 
healthy person, right? Okay, I'll eat and I'll do that stuff as long as I lose the weight this week, right? And it, you know, some people weigh themselves every day, wait, just wait for the weight to come out. It's kind of like if you plant, right? Let's like, say the farmer who plants a seed and keeps digging it up to see if it started sprouting. You know what I mean? That's what you're like with the weight loss. And so right from the beginning, your, your mindset's screwy and your motivation is hinging on a conditional thing, you know? And, um, and, and that's one of the main reasons you can't stick with a plan, you know, is because you are so conditional that if you don't lose the weight quick enough, you get discouraged, you know? That's why you really need to make this, you need to turn this into a personal development process, you know? It's, um, it's gotta be about more than just a number on a scale or size clothes even. It's gotta be about you being the best version of yourself possible, right? Because, you know, the truth is that the weight is affecting your life in a lot more ways than you realize. And especially the relationships that are most important to you. So I don't know what's most important to you in your life, but for example, if you're a parent, um, probably being a good parent is one of the more important things in your life, right? And so I'm here to tell you that your weight is making you a worse parent, a worse partner, a worse worker, a worse entrepreneur, whatever's important to you in your life, the weight's making you worse if, if you wanna lose it. Okay, if you're happy with your weight, again, I'm not saying because you're overweight, that's the problem. I'm saying if you wanna lose weight, okay, because you're in your head thinking about it all the time. You're always thinking about losing weight and, um, and then feeling bad about yourself and then feeling frustrated when you overeat or eat the wrong thing. And it's making you feel depressed, frustrated, angry, impatient, you know, all these qualities that make you not the best version you can be. You know, and so you really want to make this into a process of who is the best version of me? What is me at my best? Me when I'm kicking ass, who am I? And it's a process focused on that because there's a lot more motivation there than just like, oh, I just want the scale to move because, you know, the weight's a means to an end. Weight and money are very similar this way. Just being a certain weight doesn't automatically mean you're going to be happy. So if you starve yourself, you know, in order to lose weight, um, you know, it, it's not, a, you don't end up in some great place. You know what I mean? It's an anxiety-ridden process that brings you to a destination where you're still anxious, you know? And that's not what you want, you know? So understand that this is a process about more than just the number on a scale. It's about how you're making it happen. I was kind of thinking like, you know, process versus outcome. So, th so the weight loss is an outcome and the process is how you make it happen. And what everyone does with the diet is they're all fixated on the outcome and not the process. This is why I'll get people on lives. What do you think about water fasting? Well, I think it's fucking stupid. Why would you not stop? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're going to stop eating food and just drink water so you can lose weight? For how long? Well, I can lose a pound a day. Yeah, great. For how long? And then what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? So it's like the diets get you so obsessed with the outcome, but I'm obsessed with the process. And so I was thinking to myself, kind of putting this metaphorically, I'm like, you know, would you, would you take $100,000 that I'd give you? Or would you take a machine that prints money, all the money you want? Right? Well, hopefully you take the money, the, the, the machine that print all the money you wanted, right? And so it's the same thing with the weight loss. Like instead of fixating on how fast you can lose weight on the outcome, why don't you focus on the process of mastering your weight? That's where I'm at. Like I know how I can control how I'm eating. I control and I know how to do it. You know, it's a lot of strategy. Again, it, it's a holistic system. Okay. But I know how to, you, you could take my brain and put it in anyone's body. And we're going to start losing weight instantly because I know how to become a thin person inside and out strategies, lifestyle, mindset, all of it. Okay. Now I'm not saying there aren't some genetic factors, um, but I am saying that it's mostly mindset. Okay. And so it's really about fixating on the process though. 
And you never do that with weight loss. You just, you don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. And that's what you're always saying. Because usually when you start your weight loss process, you're in a really painful state. You just stepped on the scale. You saw a picture of yourself. You feel so shitty. I don't care what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight, you know? And it's very emotional, um, not committed process, you know? Um, Eleanor says, great advice. I plan to blend slowly into my healthier for lifestyle bit by bit. Yeah, personal development. That's awesome. That's awesome, Eleanor. That's what you want to do. Yeah, that's exactly it. And um, and you be strategic with it, you know? And so what that means, just like any other area of your life you want to improve at, it, literally anything, you want to play a musical instrument, you want to learn to dance, you want to learn to draw, whatever, it's like you start off not knowing how to do it. And you learn how to do it bit by bit. You try, some things work, some things don't. You keep learning, you know? When it comes to weight loss, you've been conditioned to think you're going to start day one perfectly. And there's no room for learning. It's all or nothing. You're either going to stick to your perfect plan from day one on. It's like an endurance test. How long can I do it? You know? And the second you can't do it, ah, that was a good run. Uh, it did okay. I got, I got a couple days, you know? And so it's really about... Yeah, you make mistakes and you learn from them. In my program, right, we use the Program Yourself Thin Technique, which is the core cornerstone of the whole program. And it's really two techniques, the redo and rehearsal technique. But the redo technique's the key part where you reflect on your day and you learn from a mistake. It, it's literally embedded into the program because that's the most important piece of the weight mastery puzzle. And it's the one you, you'd never do. When you make a mistake, you either ignore it or you beat yourself up about it. You never learn from it. You know, so this process being able to learn from it hypnotically, what I want to show people is probably the most important piece of truly mastering your weight, you know, and again, with the diets, there's no room to learn from mistakes, you know, because you can't be perfect and learn at the same time, you know, and that's what you're trying to do. You're starting day one. And you just expect you're going to be perfect because you're willpowering it. It's, it's totally ass backwards and you just don't even realize it a lot of times, you know, um, by process, do you mean creating new habits and achieving small goals? Um, yeah, by process, I mean, yes, definitely partly new habits. Um, it's, it, yeah, so I would say in my program, right, there's three pillars of weight mastery. And I'm going to, I said pillars, but I'm making a pyramid shape with my hands because the bottom part is mindset, the most important. That's the key foundation you need. Without the mindset, forget it. Then there's lifestyle and then there's eating. And so what most people do is just focus on the eating. And it's like trying to build a house from the roof down. It doesn't work. And so you need to create a solid foundation mindset wise. So the process, there's a lot of mindset pieces. So in my program, the mindset's broken up into six, six categories. Motivation, self-image, habits, emotions, thinking, and maintenance. Where you learn, again, you fill out literal blueprints, work, worksheets, about how you're going to motivate yourself, how, what your new self-image is, um, what habits you know, are your worst habits and how we're going to change them neuroscientifically you know, like with a real rational approach, not just using willpower, <laughs> how to manage your emotions, how to think like a thin person and how to maintain. And so that's just the mindset piece. The lifestyle piece is eight habits. OK, it's sleep. And these are in, in order of importance, sleep, hydration, relaxation, proper breathing nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And when you start to have these in your life, it changes you so that now you have less cravings, more energy, more balanced hormones, more, more balanced moods. And it sets you up to follow your eating patterns, your eating strategies that keep your hunger low, the calories low, so you can maintain the weight that you want. So the process is though, that's the process in detail that I'm talking about. Your eating strategies, your lifestyle strategies, and your mindset strategies. And so again, it's a systematic, that's my program is it's a system of those processes. And you go to work on mastering those processes. And so it's like, if you wanna to learn to play the piano, um, 
you know, if you want to master the piano, you don't just learn a couple songs, you learn chords, you learn scales, um, you learn your keys, you know what I mean? Like, like you learn all of this stuff, you learn intervals, you learn uh, chord progressions. So, so it's like you, you learn the, the nuts and bolts of it. And once you understand those, you gain mastery over it, you know? And so it's the same thing. Kelly says, I was 315. First goal is to be less than 300. Final goal is 170. Focus on losing 10 pounds at a time. Kelly, that is great advice. I love that. Because a lot of people, you're so fixated on the big goal. I won't lose 50 pounds. You don't know how to lose five pounds. Slow your roll, man. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. I know, I know, like, because I, I get, in my program, I get a lot of perfectionists, right? People that are, a lot of times they're successful professionally. They're, they're always smart. I've not got a person in my program who's not a smart person, an overthinker, right? I'm certainly an overthinker. And so you got like this supercomputer, but you're running shitty programs, you know? Um, but one of the shittiest programs that perfectionists run, this is the trap they get themselves into, is they want to do everything perfect, right? And part of that perfection is I want to lose 50 pounds. You know, I got 100 pounds I want to lose. And it's like, they think that, but it overwhelms them subconsciously. So they just stay fixated on their big goal. It overwhelms them. They feel overwhelmed and they have to, to in order to get out of what the overwhelm, they have to stop thinking about, oh, I can't think about this anymore. You know, and then they say, okay, let me think about my weight. I will lose a hundred pounds. If I don't lose a hundred pounds, it's not worth it. And then they overwhelm themselves. And they, it's a crazy eight. You know what I mean? Just keep go, going back and forth. Um, if I'm going to do, it, I'm going to lose it all. I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. Oh my God. A hundred pounds. How am I going to do that? Oh, I don't know. Let's just stop thinking about it. Let's just eat something. Okay. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. And they just keep, boop, 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 boop. if you can relate to that, you know what I mean? So Kelly, that's great advice. Yeah. Break it down. You could have a big goal of a hundred pounds, but the way you're going to do it where it feels manageable is yeah, five, 10, 15 pound increments. Um, for yourself, because that feels, you know, you can kind of see the lights at the end of the tunnel that way. If, if it just feels like a forever process, it feels like shit and you, you lose your motivation. But that that's a point. That's just one example of the fact that, you know, you've been trying to lose weight for 10, 20, 30 years and you literally have no clue how to motivate yourself. This, again, this, this spiel is really just to convince you to stop dieting, you know, and then secondarily, you should get my program. But first, please stop dieting. It, it's never teaching you any of the skills you need. How could you be dieting for 20, 30 years and you don't know how to motivate yourself? I mean, you know what I mean? If this was a program, you should go get yourself a refund because how do you not know how to motivate yourself at this point? And you don't, you have no clue how to motivate yourself, right? Your motivation comes when the moon's aligned. You have no idea what's controlling your motivation. You know, what controls your motivation is that spontaneous pain-based event. Usually you step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, you catch a reflection. Someone says something shitty to you. You have to go to the doctors, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh God. You know, and then you got to face it. And then you have motivation for a couple days or a couple weeks, maybe, but you have no idea how to genuinely motivate yourself. In my program, I take through the motivation matrix. Level one is how to use pain and pleasure strategically. Cause those are the twin forces of motivation. And level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Do you know there's a science of motivation? And you don't, but it's like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like this, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you are never taught how to do it. You have not learned how to do it. You don't know how to be thin. People say like, oh, I know, I know, how to, I know what I got to do, Jim. I just got to get myself to do it. Yeah. That fucking means you don't know how to do it. Yeah. You don't know how to get yourself to do it. That That's the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? The problem is that you don't know what to do. The problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it. You don't know how to get yourself to do it consistently. Right? If you were a robot and you just typed in what you should eat all day and then you would just do it because you're a robot, you'd have no problem losing weight. The problem is you, you know, okay, I want to do this today and eat it. And then 12 o'clock comes and you're like, mm, I need something sweet. I really feel like I need something sweet. Oh, no, don't do it. We're going to lose weight today. You know, an hour goes by, you're sweating. No, I don't want anything sweet. You know what I mean? You have no idea how to use your mind. You have no idea there's a conscious, subconscious mind. You have no idea your subconscious mind's running the whole thing. And you don't have no idea your subconscious mind isn't logical and rational. So you don't know how to even communicate with it. And so, you know, you're just winging it and you're doing the same thing over and over and you're ending up with the same exact results. 
you know? And then you get to a point where you, you've tried so many diets and then the worst thing is you've lost some weight and then you put it back on and now you're like, fuck that. I'm done. I can't get myself to do it. I can't even get myself started anymore because I know it all ends in failure. I don't believe in any of it, you know? And so um, then you get stuck. And that's why everyone comes to me usually they're 40, 50, 60, you know, because they've got some some wisdom. <laughs> they've got some experience. I've tried all the diets. Everyone, I always just joke. We had three new people started yesterday, and um, one of them was saying, yeah, yeah, I've tried all the diets, right? That's what everyone always says, you know, because I'm, I'm the solution to last resort. No one starts with a hypnotist, you know what I mean? You end up at the hypnotist when nothing else is working, and you can't get yourself to start any more diets, you know? But again, take that as, as you graduated. <laughs> when you can't get yourself to start another diet, take that as your graduation certificate. Congratulations. Because uh, you're just like, you know what I mean? Your subconscious mind's telling you the message. Uh, the diets don't fucking work, so we're not going to waste our time, money, or energy uh, on, on it, okay? We're, we're done. You know, now you feel depressed because you're like, well, because you, at this point you can't even separate weight loss from diets. You know, if, if you ask people, how do you lose weight? You're going to hear diet, surgery, medicines, right? I go, oh, what do you think about, what do you think about uh, the Ozempic? Yeah, what do I think about it? I think if you don't have type 2 diabetes, what are you doing? I have some clients on that. I mean, never mind, never mind. You know, I saw an ad for it the other day and I was shocked because Almost as big as the headline was the warning that said it might cause thyroid can uh, tumors. And it's like, you know, usually it's like the fine print. I was like, holy shit, this is like a sub headline. I'm like, yikes, you know, but never mind the tumors. If we can put the tumors, let's just put the potential tumors to the side for just a second. Um, what pretty much happens is, oh, it stops the food noise. This is why I hear, oh, it stops the food noise. Okay. You know, it stops the food noise because I got some clients on it. They feel nauseous all day. Uh, yeah, how was yesterday? Um, it was kind of shitty. I just laid in bed and slept all day because I felt nauseous all day. Yeah, so I get it. I get people are desperate. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's mindset, folks. You, you got to develop your mindset, all right? That's the secret uh, to, to mastering your weight. Um, uh, let's see. Listen to you every morning and night. Thank you. All right, Kelly, good job. I'm glad. Um, you have to be inspired to do it creates an internal drive. Yeah, exactly. You want, that's what you need. You need to create the internal drive, you know? But no one ever focuses on that part because you, you don't want to put the work in, you know? And this is why, again, I feel bad for people because I don't think it's anyone's fault because you're you're so inundated. I mean, think about how many diet commercials you've seen in your life. We've all seen millions of them, you know? And they're just messing our brains up. I, I Again, I, I got to do this video just to break it all down for you, okay? Um, but literally, the diets are programming you to be overweight in a very sneaky way. But... um. At the end of the day, the position most people are in with their weight is that you're now conditioned to not really even make a commitment. You know, if, if you thinking like, oh, okay, it's Sunday night, tomorrow I'm going to start my, my plan, um, I'm going to do it. Well, no, you're not because it's the shittiest, it's the weakest form of commitment. You know what I mean? Like inside yourself, oh, I'm going to hope I'm going to eat. I'm not going to eat sugar tomorrow. I'm going to stop eating carbs tomorrow. Okay. Let me know. Can you give me a call at seven o'clock and let me know how it went? You know, because because eighty percent of the time it went like shit, and and the main reason is you're not committed. You know what I mean? Like you don't even want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight. You know what I mean? Like you wish you'd wake up someday and magically just start eating better. But your level of want, how much actual energy and commitment you'd put into actually making it happen, is pretty low. And I'm just pointing that out to you. That's why I always say the first thing you gotta do, um, you know, the the first thing you gotta do is that you gotta learn how to motivate yourself because you're not really motivated. Let me give you the example, the thought experiment. You're not going to like this perhaps, but it's just a thought experiment. Imagine the person you care the most about in your life, the person you love the most in your life 
is was kidnapped and the kidnapper says you're never going to see them again unless you lose weight this month all right in that situation would you have any trouble losing weight maybe the kidnapper said you know what and on top of that i'm gonna put all your favorite foods around you in your house would you even give a shit no right because in that situation you'd be so motivated so focused so committed that it would be easy you could be surrounded with all this food and you would just block them out. I don't give a shit. I'm not eating any of them. I want to lose the weight and get this person back in my life. You see? Now, I just say that as a thought experiment just to prove you're nowhere near that. I <laughs> say that's a level 10 out of 10, right? And you're like a two or three. So the first problem you have is that you're not really committed. You're not really motivated. And so there's no point in even starting any diet or weight loss plan until you're genuinely committed. And you're not, most likely. Okay? Don't get mad at me. You know what I mean? But it's, it's just the truth. And I... I Again, I get on these to, to be honest with you, you know, so you can realize, oh, it's not that I can't lose weight. It's that I haven't committed to it. There's a big difference there because if you feel like this is what I always get, oh, I, I'm doing everything right and I'm not losing weight. No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. That's not true. It's never true. You know, it's always because always as far as I've seen. So when I find someone who literally can't lose weight, I'll let you know. I've not found that yet. You know, um, it's a combination of not being committed and complete lack of awareness. But that's another story. <laughs> Uh, Kelly said, gotta go. <laughs> Linda says, can I tell you my secret? Oh boy. <laughs> Do we want to know Linda's secret? I feel like we don't want to know Linda's secret. <laughs> go ahead, Linda, hit me with your secret. I'd like to hear it. I'm about to get out of here. Give me your secret. It's <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, if anyone's got any more questions. So I'll tell you what to do though. Anyways, if um, if you are here now and you haven't done it yet, Go to my bio, click that link, and go get your hypnosis session. All right, so I give you a free hypnosis session, so you can feel what it's like, you know, to um, to to experience hypnosis. Now, again, I want to be clear: hypnosis, and I hate to say this for my fellow hypnotists, but th there's no hypnosis program out there that's going to get you to master your weight. Okay, um, because you need to learn how to do it yourself. It, it, again, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and you know, three sessions for a hundred bucks, I ain't going to do anything. Okay. You needed how to do this yourself. <laughs> Chris is our secret on the turf. We end this live or not, right? I know now I'm going to stay on here for like three hours just to hear, hear her secret. <laughs> Come on, Linda, tell us her secret. We're all waiting now. Oh, uh, be a doozy. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. So, so the hypnosis, it, it, it's important to understand hypnosis, by the way, is not hypnosis isn't being in a trance. The trance is just kind of a, a vehicle to, to do the hypnosis. What hypnosis is, is it's a, um, a process of influencing your subconscious mind. Okay. So, so that's important to understand. And so you're, you're experiencing hypnosis all the time. Every time you watch a movie or a TV show, you're experiencing hypnosis because you're watching this movie or this show and you're in a passive state and you're basically allowing yourself to imagine what it's like to be in that scenario. And because you're allowing yourself to imagine that that what, what the situation is, you're vicariously experiencing it, that imagining it is giving you feelings as if you were actually in it, okay? So literally, if you're watching sports, you're literally releasing adrenaline to your body as if you were playing the sport. If you're watching a comedy, you're, I mean, you're literally releasing endorphins and, and laughing and feeling bad. If you're watching a drama, you're literally feeling bad about it. So using hypnosis is just using our imagination to influence our subconscious mind to do the things we want it to do. All right. So it's a process you need to learn. So my program, again, there is hypnosis. We use it as a supplement. It's a very powerful state um, to be in. And it's a very powerful experience and, and supplement to, to reinforce the process. 
But ultimately, what's going to dictate your ability to master your weight, I believe, is your ability to program your subconscious mind. And so the program, I, the, the technique I teach you, it's a one to two minute technique you use to program your subconscious mind in the evening. And then you fill out your weight mastery blueprints, which is your strategies that you're going to follow that are custom built for you, your situation, your lifestyle, um, your preferences. And so I, I say this to you so you understand the big picture of weight mastery. There, there is no shortcut. Okay, any, any path you're gonna take that, that is gonna bring you to the goal of mastering your weight is obviously gonna take work and commitment, okay? And so I say that to you, because if you see some magical plan, I mean, even the surgeries, right? Literally, you get surgery, and plenty of people that get the surgeries put the weight back on, you know, because the surgery just makes it harder to eat a lot of calories a day, you know? What those people learn to do that don't deal with the emotional, the mental mindset piece of the weight is they just eat all day long. You know, they can't eat a lot anymore, so they just eat all day long, you know? So again, it always comes down to your mindset, you know? And so anything that seems like a simple, easy fix to master your weight is not going to work. It's that simple. There's no easy, simple trick to learn the piano other than you put your time and effort in. And it's like that with any skill, okay? So um, I say that to you to give you the eyes and the awareness to avoid, you know, any more bullshit, um, you know, strategies or, or ideas out there, you know? What's that, Sandra? Is is hard? Is hard? It's hard, yeah. Well, you know, weight loss is hard, but I'll tell you, I mean, weight loss is hard. You think weight loss is hard. I'm not gonna say it's not hard because it, it takes focus and motivation and discipline to change, to make any change in your life, no doubt about it. Um, but what I would say is this, that there's different types of hard, okay? So dieting feels super hard because deep down, you don't believe it's even gonna work. Oh, surgery didn't work. You had it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Christy, right. And, and I'm, I think I'm saying Christy. I'm, I'm assuming your name's Christy, but I'm, I might be saying it wrong. I'll just Christian. Right? I lost 40 pounds and I'm stuck. What's that mean? What's stock mean? Uh, oh, I'm stuck. I lost 40 pounds and I'm stuck. Um, yeah, Christy, right. So, so there were, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like it's always the mindset piece. That bums me out so hard because I've had so many people that I, that I work with them. They go, listen, I just want to lose enough weight. Like I got to lose because, you know, you got to lose weight. Different situations with, with the surgery, you got to lose weight before you can get the surgery. And so I can people say, hey, can you help me lose the weight so I can get the surgery? And I say, geez, you know, I'm like, if, if I can help you lose the weight, would you at least keep open to the idea that you just stick with the plan? You know what I mean? And, and don't get the surgery. You know, some people get their mindset so so stuck on that. But at the end of the day, no matter what, you know, same with the Ozempic, you know, it's like, we can take that forever. You know what I mean? Like, like, geez, I, you know, just put the work in, you know, now you go, no, I, I, I say that, but you can't put the work in the diet because the diet never shows you how to change your mindset ever. And the diet's always that one tactic. So you need a holistic strategy to really master your weight. Um, again, involving your mindset, um, lifestyle, and, and then your eating, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Christy. I I feel like that always bums me out. Like I I mean, anyway, anytime someone loses the weight and then puts it back on, it's Christia. Oh, Chris Christiana. You can call me Chris. Okay, I'll call you Chris. Christiana. Oh, Christiana. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Christiana. That's a cool way to spell it. Christiana. Yeah, you know, again, it sucks. Anytime someone loses a lot of weight and then puts it back on, it just sucks. You know, because you put all that work in. That's why I always say, like, if you can slow down and have a little more patience with this, the process I'm talking about is it's one of weight mastery. It's about developing skills. It doesn't have to happen all at once. You know, if you can if you can get yourself into a more patient mindset, 
because what a lot of people do, right? The dieting philosophy, and this is inside internally, the way you think about weight loss is, is as such, I bet. Um, there's what you're typically eating. Okay. And then this is the calories you're consuming on average. That's maintaining the weight you have now. And then what happens with the diet is you're way cutting down to here calories. So you get fast weight loss. And then once you lose the weight, then you're going to go back up to your maintenance weight. Right. But it's like, why not just go down to the maintenance weight right from the start? It's way easier. It takes a little longer, but it's way easier. And if you start to embed in that, like I'm going to do, I'm only going to follow strategies that, that fit with me. I remember this was the biggest shift. So how I did this, I was 50 pounds heavier, right? And so I came across hypnosis and neurolinguistic programming and, and a bunch of other things. It was a miracle. But NLP, neurolinguistic programming, is really the science of modeling. And so basically the idea is find someone who got the results you want and model what they did. Not just what they did externally, not just their behavior, but how they think about things. And so I found people that had lost weight and kept it off, and I began speaking with them. And again, with this NLP you know, um, approach, and I started to notice almost instantly that they had a completely different mindset. They thought about themselves, food, their health, exercising, everything way different than I was and certainly all the people around me. Just to prove the point, I mean, growing up, the guy who knew the most about diets and weight loss was a family friend of ours. He was a 400-pound comedian. He lived the last 20 years of his life in a wheelchair. This guy would start a different diet every single week. I mean, he knew absolutely everything. He would just talk for hours about like diet philosophies. He knew literally everything except how to keep it off and how to stick with it, you know? And so studying these people, it was night and day. And, and again, I, I, the NLP stuff, let me see this, you know? But anyways, long story short, it, it's the mindset work. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's how you're thinking about things. And um, so, so yeah, so, you know, with the diet mindset, you think, you know, you're, you're diet fluent. You're a diet mindset person. You know, and that's what you need to change because it's such a trap. And so from 19, I started saying, you know, I'm not going to do anything to lose weight unless it's something I can imagine myself doing when I'm 90, you know, and that was really the, the model I began following. And here I am 30 years later, and I've been at the exact same way for 30 years. I won blip 10 years ago. I put like 20, 25 pounds on. Um, but uh, why am I able to do that? Why am I able to do it? Because I've not, I've never dieted. I've not dieted in 30 years. Um, I'm not starving. I'm not fighting deprivation. I'm not struggling. Um, what's happened is I have created, again, I have a rock solid mindset. So I think like a thin person. I know how to motivate myself and keep myself motivated. When I start to feel my motivation waning, I know how to boost it back up. Okay. Um, I have a self image. This is the key part. I transformed how I was thinking. Um, I used to think like a overweight person. And I expected I was going to be overweight. And I changed that. Okay, so my self-image changed. That was the cornerstone. That's the cornerstone of my whole program, to be honest. It's, um, and that's the biggest shift that would be for you, is that your whole weight loss process, even get to the surgery, I just want to lose the weight. So you're not doing any of the inner work, you know, because ultimately your weight loss success is not going to depend on how much weight you can lose. It's going to depend on who you want to be and moving towards something, wanting to be the type of person you want to be. So that self-image component is crucial. Um, habits, I know how to control my habits. I understand the neuroscience of habits. I understand how to subconsciously program myself so that I do the habits I want to do. Um, I know how to deal with my emotions. That may be the biggest thing because my story is my father died of a heart attack at 54. I was nine years old. And so I knew you know, he was obese, had an unhealthy lifestyle had heart issues, knew about all this stuff and could not change his weight. 
okay? And so, you know, this process for me is life and death. And I didn't know how to deal with his death. You know, for 10 years after that, I knew I didn't want to go down that path. I was 50 pounds heavier. I was binge drinking, um, depressed, lost, all the rest of it. And I believe that the biggest shift in terms of me being able to stick with something was learning how to deal with the negative emotions. You know, as a point in my life, I couldn't talk about the pain I felt from that. You know, my mom, God bless her, was an amazing woman. She didn't know how to deal with that. So she even says it now. She's like, I just didn't want you to be unhappy. So we can never talk about feeling all those horrible things. And so my strategy was I just avoid them. Drink, eat, do crazy shit. So I didn't think about it. And so really one of the key parts of mastering my weight was being able to interface with really unpleasant emotions. You know, I guess what I'm saying is I learned how to deal with the unpleasant emotions that I didn't want to experience in a way that didn't involve food. And I simultaneously learned other ways to feel the emotions I wanted to feel that didn't involve food. You have to understand in our society, food's probably the number one emotional management strategy people rely on. You know, so when you want to change your weight, I swear that the number one thing is that you're using food for emotional reasons and you get rid of the food when you want to lose weight, but you've also gotten rid of your ability to deal with your emotions. And you get a couple of days into a diet and yeah, maybe you lost some weight and you feel a little better physically, but emotionally you're just a, a wreck. You know, you don't, you're just all in a state of chaos, you know? So you got to be able to manage that, you know? Then there's the thinking part, you know, the mindset. Do you know how to think like a thin person? No, you don't. You know what I mean? Like, like trying to think like a thin person on your own is like trying to learn Chinese without ever speaking to someone who speaks Chinese. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're going to learn Chinese on your own, you know, how are you going to do that? You know? But you're trying, you know, and then maintenance, you know, again, maintenance, people have a totally wrong idea of it. You think you're going to start your maintenance when you get to your goal weight. You got to learn how to maintain from day one to day two, week one, to week two. And you don't know how to do that. You know, you have no strategies for that. You're all or nothing, you know. So anyways, so that's just the mindset piece. And then there's the lifestyle and then there's the eating. So, um, you know, that's how I do. I've got I've got very specific things I want to do that I know keep me at my goal weight. And most people that want to lose weight just I just can't overeat. I just don't want to eat that wrong food. You know what I mean? It's such a it's such a half baked, half assed I plan. It's not even a plan, you know. And so, um, so anyway, so so if you want to go further with this, um, go go to my bio, click that link, get the hypnosis session. Um, once you watch that, or once you once you opt in for that, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. But I, I give you the training, three steps to master your weight. Right? It's about a half hour or so, but that'll break down what I was just talking about, you know, in, in a bit more detail. And if you're if you're well, geez, Christiana, you're definitely serious. You got surgery. Um, so you should absolutely watch that training because it'll um, it'll illuminate a bit, you know what I mean, of, of the weight loss journey that you have not been aware of so far. And it's the part that's keeping us stuck, you know? Yeah, great. Um, and then if you get through that, and you, you know, I talk about my program and there's a special offer there. So if you want to join it, I would do it through that link, okay? Don't buy it through my website. Watch that. Um, because this program would be, you know, my program is amazing. Um, a bunch of people started yesterday, and uh, it was funny because one of them said, she goes, what, what am I going to do? Start my meal plan tomorrow? It's Friday, and I got family coming. It's Easter and all that stuff. And I said, no, no, that's not what you're going to do in my program. <laughs> my program, right? I always joke, my, prog my, my program is guaranteed the only weight loss program you start on a Friday. Certainly the only weight loss program you'd ever start on a Friday before Easter or any holiday. Why is that, right? So I said, you're not going to start with some crazy meal plan tomorrow. Right. Um, what, what you do is you wake up tomorrow. My, my program is delivered through an app on your phone. Right. There's also a, a website, you know, the membership site where you, you access everything. 
But I know, again, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So the one thing I always hear, and I, I really pride myself on this, that my clients tell me is that what I'm saying is the most practical and useful um, techniques to master your weight. Because, you know, anyone can tell you what to do. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, just eat 1,000 calories. Oh, just stop doing this. It, it's like, yeah, you can say anything. It's, it's the day-to-day, -day, can you get yourself to do it? That's where my mind's been at, you know, for all this time. Um, so when you start the program, my program, I know that the thing that's going to dictate your success is the inner work. It's how you're feeling. And so if you're stressed and depleted, which you probably are, right? most people start their diet when they're at a low, emotionally, mentally, physically, and then they try and do something really hard, right? It makes no sense. So what you do in my program and what, what these people did today is you wake up and there's a message for me on your phone and you click that message and your five minute morning hypnosis sessions on there, right? So my program is eight weeks. So every day for eight weeks, you start the morning with a five minute hypnosis session. It's always different, you know? So by the end of it, you've got 57 weight loss mantras put into your mind in the morning and you start your day relaxed and calm. You start your day with a head full of positivity and encouragement and new ways of thinking, like a thin person, like a healthy person, like a happy person. And that's it. You know what I mean? And then you go about your day. But that session and that experience has a residual effect. You know, it's kind of like you ever had a dream that kind of sticks with you throughout the day. It, it kind of feels a bit like that. And um, then you go through your day doing whatever you do. And then you get home at night and then there's a sleep gnosis session. Right? So each week there's a different sleep gnosis session. It's a 10 minute session and there's two kinds. There's one that has a count out at the end if you want to listen to it you know, when you get home at night and the other one has no count out if you want to listen to it as you go to sleep and then fall right to sleep. And again, each one of those has a core weight loss mantra for eight weeks. You put those in your brain. So you're starting your day off in this calm, relaxed state with all this positivity in your brain. Um, you go to sleep relaxed and calm with all this positive messaging and programming into your mind. And that's the cornerstone. You know what I mean? That's the core of the program. And then you learn the, the program yourself then technique. So you take a minute or two and you go over your day and you redo, you know, one behavior you wish you'd done better. So you learn and you program yourself how to act differently in your environment. This is one of the most important pieces is that my program is an at-home immersion program. Okay. And this is so crucial because, you know, one of the worst things you could do, never do this, if, especially you, Christiana, because obviously you're into, you know, high end solutions because the surgery wasn't cheap, I'm going to assume, and it wasn't easy. Um, but sometimes people will go on like retreats to learn how to eat better and, and you know, think a little better. That's a, the biggest waste of your money you could make because you're doing all that in a completely different environment. And then you come back to your home and you go right back to who you were biggest pissing away of money you could do. So do not do that. My program is very intentional to get you thinking and acting and behaving this way in your normal environment because most of your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are triggered by your environment. Notice your behaviors. You're not eating all day long. You're, you're eating at certain specific times. It's triggered by time of day, time of week. It's triggered by who's there or who's not there. Now you're alone. It's triggered by your emotions, you know, what mood you're in. Um, so it's triggered by location, where you're at. So there's all these subconscious triggers that are going off and causing you to think, act, and respond that way. So this program helps you to reprogram your mind in your normal environment so that, again, you're going to bed and you're relaxed and calm. Um, you're waking up, you're in your bedroom, you're relaxed and calm, walking into your kitchen, relaxed and calm. And you start to do, ah, she goes, yeah, there it is. I told you, Christiana, I, do I tell you I know you? I, I, I know this stuff, right? 
I know, I know what you're thinking. Um, it's so funny. I thought about the retreat. Don't do the retreat, please. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. I did that. You know, when I, I did um, one of my, my NLP training, I went out to Sedona and uh, it was a whole thing for, you know, so I, I drove out there. I did like a big cross because I, I live in Massachusetts. And so I did the big cross country trip and it was fun. Um, and I drove out to Sedona, Arizona. And uh, I remember I camped out. It was, it was fun. It was a whole, I was in a slightly different spot. I was kind of weird back then. But, but anyways, I, was, I went out there and I did the whole training and it was unbelievable. Sedona is a magical place. Everything I was learning was just like, oh my God. And I was just like, it was amazing. And then I remember driving back home across country and I remember myself leaving that feeling and all that stuff behind. I got back home and I just felt like I lost a lot of it. Um, now, luckily, I knew a lot of the mindset. I got some of it back, but that was that was shocking to me. So, yeah, those retreats are that's the problem with them, you know, is that, again, you. Yeah, as long as you if you could live in that retreat, not even just because people are preparing stuff, and everything is about that. It's literally you associate it to that environment. And so um, that's very important that you associate how you want to be in your normal environments. That's why you have to learn to program yourself. That um, program yourself te technique I was talking about, when you're doing, it's, it's the redo and rehearsal technique. And it's very intentional because you're programming yourself in your normal environment. I, I just can't state how important this is. So you're looking at your day and um, when you make the mistake, you're going back into where you made it in the situation, in the mood you're in, the location, who was there, who wasn't there, recognizing all these things, and you're reprogramming yourself. But your subconscious mind, that's how it works. It just links things together. So you'll notice your behaviors run in patterns. You know, when you're overeating, it's, it's very specific. And so um, anyways, I don't go into too much detail with it, but that's the, that's the point of it. And then, um, so that's, that's the core of the program. I mean, you're programming yourself. You had all this, again, I call it like a hypnotic weight loss cocoon. And so that's kind of the bookends of it. And then again, you fill out this workbook because you it's literally your blueprints that you start following. And um, again, this is something no one ever does. You know what I mean? You need to you need to customize all this stuff to who you are, you know? And so that's the core program. But then the, the maybe the most that, that's the key part. But one of the most valuable parts is that my program, because you need this, is that I work with you. You know, we've got coaching calls three times a week. That that's what people are like. Again, they're like, man it's such a difference because I'll, I'll give you an example, right? So if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it, close your other eye and look at your nose, you see it, right? Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose from your awareness, right? So the way your brain works, there are challenges and solutions that are right in front of you right now, but you can't see them because it's like they're just part of the wallpaper. Your brain is just deleting them. So working with someone else that, that really knows what they're doing is such a crucial part of the process. You know, working with a coach and, and someone to kind of help you along this process. I'll give you an example specifically what I mean. We had someone, and I don't think she's still on. I don't know if you're on here, Tracy. Oh, I should just say your name, but um, there, there, it's not on there anyways, your name. But anyway, so, so there, someone started the program and this is a very smart, intelligent person, successful professionally, very smart, all, all the things, you know, that, that a person with a program is. And so they get on the first call and they go, I don't know what to, what's going on. I'm doing everything right. And I'm not losing weight, you know? And so talk to her about things and talked about things. And, and anyways, get on the call the following week. And she goes, you know what? I snack pretty much every night, eight to 10. Right. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we tend to think, we tend to think that we're aware of everything, but we're not. And so getting on these calls, again, these calls Tuesdays and Thursdays, three o'clock. And there's a call Tuesday at seven o'clock. Um, I work directly with you. And so when you feel down and you feel discouraged and you feel like it's not working, that's what I do. You know, I turn people around 180 degrees. 
And um, to have that, you know, support is crucial because I can probably, I, I genuinely feel this way now. I, I don't know another person on the planet that does what I do. I don't, you know what I mean? I, I really do fill a unique void in the weight loss world because everyone's telling you what to do. Everyone's teaching you more information and no one really focuses on the inner game of transformation. You know, how to transform yourself into the person you want to be. And that's what I've done. You know what I mean? For 30 years personally and 20 years professionally. And there's very few people you can go to. You know, sometimes I get people coming to me and they're just at a very low low. And I'm not, I'm not happy they're at a low low, but I'm that's what I do. I take people that are low low and I, I turn them around. And that's probably, you know, I, I keep saying everything in the program is most valuable, but but it's so valuable when you come in and you feel completely discouraged and frustrated and I can turn you around because two things happen. One is you create the belief, oh, I can change how I feel. Oh, you know I mean? I can get back on track because getting back on track is the number one skill you need to develop. No one thinks about this because the diet mindset is it's all or nothing and you think it's an endurance test to being perfect. But when it comes to weight mastery, it's a long time frame. It's a long, long timeline. And so perfection is not even an option. So what's most important is the ability to get back on track quickly. And so you, when I do this for you, to you, with you, um, you create that belief. And then secondarily, I show you how I'm doing it to you so that you can do it to yourself because it's all thinking. It's all, it's all how you're thinking in your, in your head that's doing it. So um, yeah, that's how it is. Um, I wasn't obese, no, but I was 50 pounds heavier. And um, I always say the biggest, now I had an advantage. I, I grew up thin, you know what I mean? And then I started putting weight on. But even growing up, my mom would, oh my God, if she didn't tell me this 10 million times, she told me so many times, um, oh, and I, I was thin when I was growing up. I used to get liver shots, and now look at me. You know, she, she was overweight. And um, she always tell me that. And I always remember, like, once I got control of my weight, you know, at 19, I, I'd lost the weight, and it was been a number of years. And I remember a belief, because I, I, I was just driving along. All of a sudden, one day, I caught myself, and I had the thought, well, when I get older, I'm going to put the weight, well, I'm going to be overweight when I get older. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, what'd you say? What did you just think? And it was like, oh, I was assuming, because everyone I knew got overweight when they got older. You know, and I, I'd start getting overweight. I put 50 pounds. I was 19. And so I, I changed it. But then even after years of, I changed it for like four or five years. I think it was at this point. I was like, oh shit. I still think I'm going to be overweight when I'm older. And I had to grab that thought. So wait a second. That's a big part of what we do is we grab these thoughts that fly by and are affecting us. We grab me. Whoa, whoa, hold on. What was that thought? And I did that. I pulled that thought out. I said, why would I assume I'm going to, I'm, I'm on a completely different path. I'm not dieting here. I've created a completely different lifestyle and way of eating. I love, and I reinforced all that. And I said, and now, you know, again, now I've reinforced that. I believe 100% that I am um, going to be at this weight for the rest of my life, you know, because I love living the way I'm living. You know what I mean? Um, like, I've never thought, wow, I'd like not to be morbidly obese. Like, I've never thought, wow, I'd like not to be. What are you saying? Are you saying you're always thinking I don't want to be morbidly obese? Is that, is that what you mean there? Because that, that's what I'm taking it as. Because that's what most people think. Most people have a, a a looping thought track in their mind that is some version of, I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. I just want to lose the weight. You know? And what, okay, so why that doesn't work, right? Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, right? So if I tell you not, don't think about what I'm about to tell you. I want you not to think about it, okay? Get yourself ready. Get all your willpower ready and whatever you got to do to not think about what I'm going to say, okay? Don't think about a banana, don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. <laughs> I'm joking with you, but you know what I mean? You get the idea, right? I say banana and subconsciously your visual cortex lights up with the image of a banana. 
because you need to make sense of what I'm saying. You can't stop that process. Your subconscious mind instantly lights up. What, what's a banana mean? You know? Yeah, exactly. And so you're thinking about a banana. But now let's take this to a diet. I just don't want to be overweight. I just don't want to be fat. I want to stop being fat. I want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I want to stop eating ice cream. I got to stop eating candy. I got to stop eating sugar. I got to stop eating sugar. Right? It's every diet. And you're subconsciously fixed on the exact thing you want to stop doing. The second thing about your subconscious mind is it responds to vivid imagination as if it were reality. This is why you like movies and shows. You know, so literally, again, you're watching sports that you're into. You're literally releasing adrenaline. You know, your ass is sitting on the sofa doing nothing, but you're releasing adrenaline because you're into the game. You know what I mean? And if you're watching a horror movie, you're tense and nervous. You're safe, you know, but you feel nervous. You're responding to it literally, you know. So you go on a diet and you're fixating all the foods and things you don't want to be. You're literally creating and amplifying the cravings and desire for it. And then you're trying to willpower stop yourself from doing it. So it's a fucked up strategy. It doesn't work, obviously, you know, but now you know why. And so that's why it's so important. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, Christiana, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what everyone does. Listen, again, every conversation I've had with people, because what I've done for years, I've had the Program Yourself Then course. Um, the one I have now is, is the newest version. I just released in January. I redid the whole thing. Um, because for the last few years I was coaching, I was doing a lot of private coaching. Um, and then last year I spent, I spent the year certifying, um, coaches in the program itself then, um, system. And so I was like, well, you know, I really want to help more people do it. But anyways, so I, I was doing private coaching and it cost $10,000 to work with me, right? That, that's the private coaching fee. That's what I charge. And so when I'm talking to people, I said, listen, let, let's understand your situation. Why, what happened? You lost the weight and you put it back on. What went on? And they said, well, I didn't. When I lost the weight, I didn't know who I was. Like, I didn't feel like myself, you know? And that's because you're obsessed with not being overweight. All you do is think about yourself as an overweight person, you know? And what you need to do is start thinking about yourself as the person you want to be. That's why that self-image piece I was talking about, you need to articulate. It's a work. It's a process. Because if I ask you now, who do you want to be? A, it's a vacuum. You can't even answer it, you know? Then you go through the worksheet and you start, you know, writing stuff down. I break it down for you and you say, okay, that's cool. But it's a process, you know what I mean? It's it, even me. Like I'm always working. Who do I want to be? Because I'm always reaching new levels. So I'm always like redefining and rearticulating who I want to be. It's fun, by the way. But um, that's the process where it's so different, you know. And you know that, Christiana. It was it was entirely. I don't want to be that overweight person. I don't want to be that overweight person. I don't want to be that overweight person. You know. Um, yeah. After surgery, I'm thinking, what if I gain the weight back? Yeah, what if I gain the weight back? What if I gain the weight back? So what are you imagining in your mind? You see, again, you're your own best or worst hypnotist. You see, because you're always up in your head with your internal dialogue, always, always, um, you know what I mean? That it's, it's, it's crucial that you start thinking about what you want as opposed to what you don't want, because what you don't want is what's the difference between saying, think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. Think about a banana. Stop thinking about a banana. Think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. Think about a banana. What if you think about a banana? Don't think about a banana, right? There's no difference. You know, there's, there's a difference intellectually. You understand what I'm saying, but psychologically there's very little different. You thinking about a banana, <laughs> you got bananas in your brain right now, right? Whether I say think about it or don't think about it, you see? And so the entire time, again, you got the surgery even. This is what I'm trying to tell you all. Get the, get the fucking injection, get the surgery, go on whatever diet you want, lose the weight. If your mindset is, what if I gain the weight back? I just don't want to gain the weight back. I just don't want to gain the weight back. Oh shit, I'm gaining the weight back. I don't want to gain, it. you know what I mean? It's one path you're on. You know, so you got to put yourself on a different path of what do I want to weigh? Who do I want to be? And it's just, it's night and day. You know what I mean? Because the process becomes, who do I want to be? 
How do I need to think, feel, and act to become that person? You know, that's the secret. So, you know, yeah, Christiana, check it out because I, I mean, you should be you should be in the program. You know, think about everything you're doing. I mean, this would. I could tell you, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, oh, what do I pay on my 600-pound life? You know, that's an exaggerated version of it, right? So you're a smart, I can tell you're already an overthinker and you're smart and you're creative. So now, yeah, you're, you're fantasizing in your mind. You're, you're doing hypnosis. You're programming yourself, right? You're using hypnosis and you're literally giving yourself suggestions to the extreme of what if I'm on my 600-pound life? And you're imagining yourself in that scenario. You're always, think about it this way. Even with the surgeries, that's what I'm trying to tell you. The surgery doesn't even matter. You know, the surgery is just a road bump. You know what I mean? It just slows you up for a little bit. But it's like if the mindset is always like, I'm an overweight person, that, then that's what you're going to create. You know what I mean? So it's like once you take that same brain and you start orienting it towards what you want, that's when things start changing in pretty profound ways, you know? Because you start using all that power that you've been using. Because think about it. That, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Think about this. You've done literally everything you possibly can to change your weight, and it still it feels like it's not working. That's how powerful your subconscious mind is, you know. And again, you're you're doing exactly you're programming yourself to get the exact results you're getting. I hope everyone's because I, I really appreciate you just saying this, Christiana, because it's really it's giving context to what I'm saying. You know, this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, because what people think is, well, if I lose the weight, then I'll be a different person. Once I lose the weight, because I always say, what are you going to do once you lose the weight? What happens then? I'll figure it out. I'll, fi I'll figure it out. Leave me alone. Stop asking me about that. I'll figure it out. No, you won't. No, you won't because it's an inner thing. If you keep, okay, I'll give you one more example. And, and Christian, I already did it, but you can go to YouTube. My YouTube is Jim Kitsoulis. And um, I did a coaching call. I did two of them. They're up there. And they're interesting. But um, it's, it's really interesting that you'll see one of the people uh, one of the people is, they've been on a weight loss plan for two months at that point and lost 20 pounds. And, uh, they go, you, you would think they would be over the moon, right? 20 pound weight loss. Holy shit. Congratulations. Right? No, no. They're real nervous, right? I, they're getting wobbly. I'm, I'm having a harder time sticking with it. You see? So the weight loss alone, you're thinking like, okay, I'll do this crazy shit to lose some weight because once I lose some weight, then I'll, I'll, I don't know what. I'll, I'll become a thin, that'll be easier. I don't know. You know, you have to do the mindset stuff first and then let the weight loss happen. You keep thinking you're going to lose the weight and it's going to change you. And it doesn't necessarily. Geez, look at Christiana here. You know, clearly a smart, motivated, ambitious person to make it happen. But I appreciate you saying that, Christiana, because, yeah, I mean, what if I put the weight back on? I'm scared to death. And then you're, you're so scared of it. So now all that emotion comes in and it makes the suggestion even stronger. You know, it makes that even more powerful. So. Again, it all comes down to, in my mind, mindset and, um, you know, and that work. All right. All right, everyone, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, a great Easter if you're celebrating it. Um, if you're serious, go and get, go and get my hypnosis session and go watch the training. Christiana, go watch to the end and go, um, go do, go get the program. <laughs> Um, Heidi says, do more lives connecting. What does that mean? Do more lives connecting. What does that mean? Right, right in what you mean there. I don't understand what that means. Do more lives connecting. And also, by the way, you all should um, get get that hypnosis session anyways because I email you all the time stuff. Um, and one of the things I'm doing is uh, I do, I'm do i like starting to do more webinars. And so those are only, 
you, you get those if you on my email list you'll you'll get a notification for them so that you can do them all right um but yeah th those are great too so great all right everyone have a great weekend and i'll talk to y'all soon bye